Welcome to Dumbfounded, your podcast about dumb science. So what are we talking about today? So I'm doing a real classic, but I mean, it's still a four-year-old humor, right? Right up uh, Fleming's ballpark. Hmm. In his ballpark. So um, we'll be talking about poop today again. Yes. Oh. Of course. You want to hear? Yes, please. Uh, I will, I will going to talk about a new snake. A new ha- snake. And how you characterize it. Boom. Is it the snake from your ballpark? <laughs> 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 I'm going to talk about Hamster Fight Club. Hamster Fight Club. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward, but you, and you're the first one. Yeah, I'm first the first one. one. Should so I just go ahead? I think so because I'm really looking forward to it. <clears throat> so, most of you have probably, if you've been on YouTube recently, you've heard about Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, of course I have because I'm 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 smart. You're uh, an educated white male. What, who? Wayne. Uh, uh, what did you say? He's a philosopher. No, he's psychologist. A, yeah. He's a sociologist. Yeah, sociologist. Yeah, but and he talks a lot about dominance hierarchies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he has a famous uh, example in his book Twelve, Twelve Rules of Life, yeah. Yeah. where he talks about lobsters. About oh yeah, and even if like if, if you love him or hate him, it doesn't matter. But he talks about lobsters, <laughs> and he uses lobsters as an example of the dominance hierarchy in humans because he's saying that. Uh, if a, if a lobster loses a fight, its brain is chemically altered, so mm. it it hunches more over, and it actually start like the winning lobster stands up straight, mm. and has like higher serotonin level levels, and it's like a champion, and the loser it kind of hunches over and becomes a loser, and he uses this as an example in humans and says that human losers have the same mechanism. He doesn't provide any proof. But he says you need to stand up straight because you're signaling you're a winner. Mm. Okay. Does it make sense? Yeah, but, but does so he say you have to stand up straight? Or do you just do it? He says you should. You should. Yeah, because that... Yeah, I'm not Because sh- the lobsters do it. I, I'm, honestly, I haven't read all of it. But I, I, aren't you prepared? You never come prepared. I've, I've, I've heard him talk about it a lot. He uses it often in uh, interviews. Okay. Yeah. And... Oh wait, I know who he is now. Is it the lobster reference. Is, I th- that, is that the guy who just uh, who in, came into some uh, clash with some feminists? Yeah, he's the yeah, in, yeah. The, he's a in an injustice warrior. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. okay, okay. Injustice yeah. social. Yeah, I know who he is now. Yeah, but I thought maybe you could use a better example than lobsters because yeah. we are very like evolutionary wise. We are far apart from the lobsters. So, mm-hmm. so I looked into these uh, winner loser mentality. Uh, articles to see if there is uh, like evidence for the same kind of uh, chemistry in vertebrates, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that there are a lot of studies on these uh, winner-loser mentalities in yeah. vertebrates and apparently the perfect test animal for this are Syrian hamsters. Assyrian. Syrian. Syrian. Fr- from yeah, Syria, yeah. yeah. Uh. Because hamsters, they are they are apparently super aggressive. So <laughs> if you put two hamsters together, they will fight instantly. Yeah, but only yeah. if they're the same. Uh, if it's gender, two males, right? yeah. yeah, 
two males, they will fight instantly. But the cool thing is that they're really, really bad at fighting because they're hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> so none of them never gets, like, seriously injured or anything. Oh, shit. It's so fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they probably don't even have claws. They just, you know, bash each other. <laughs> they, uh, it's, like, it's like the uh, Pokemon move pound. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Got you, Robin. <laughs> he doesn't know what Pokemon is. Get you. <laughs> so they also... Say, and they... So... Uh, there are a rich uh, pool of literature about hamster fighting, apparently. Mm -hmm. But I found a really, really great one where they study win-or-loser mentality in these hamsters. So they make them fight to see if their behavior is altered, if they start identifying as a loser afterwards. Mm. And this study is called... Um, Effect of losing a fight on later agonistic behavior towards unfamiliar conspecifics in male Syrian hamsters. Which means uh, the effect of lo losing a fight to the way they interact with other males of the same species afterwards. Okay, yeah. S and they start out by... S and it's from the f August the 1st, 2011. And it's uh, written by Javier del Barco Trillo. <laughs> I, I started that name. Mm. And it was published in Current Solgy, which is the same issue that uh, hosted the uh, turtle yawning at a red cube article. Ah, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And they they say in the beginning that they already know that a, lo a loser hamster will treat a winner hamster differently afterwards. So if it has lost a fight to another hamster, it will start avoiding that hamster. And it will remember that hamster. And it's also been proven that they can see like a chemical response in the brain of the loser hamster every time he's introduced uh, to the winner hamster. And they say it's a permanent winner-loser relationship that is established, with the loser avoiding the winner, winner and fleeing <laughs> immediately at later fights. Additionally, the scent of the winner alone has shown more neutral behavior and increased neural activity in the losers compared to the scent of an unknown male. So even smelling the winner mail will make them, like, neutral. Uh, are you going into this? But um, you maybe you are. But are you, how did they uh, um, check uh, the chemicals in the brain? Because did it, um, if they did, mm -hmm. could they do it more than once? Okay, so these are other studies they are referring to. Okay. So they don't do it in this one. No, no. So this is why I chose this article, because... How they test? How do they test if their behavior is altered towards other hamsters that are not someone they have fought before? Uh. They set up a fucking hamster fighting tournament. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So this seems a, a quite beta male like for for the losing hamster to not to not uh, ever being able to fight again or fight the same hamster again, and mm. you know, just fleeing just as they smell them. I don't know, Rocky stories. <laughs> of, a ha of a hamster returning exactly <laughs> like you know do, 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 do. like you're running in the hamster yeah, wheel yeah. until it gets really buff <laughs> exactly. yeah having a training montage of yeah, hamsters and yeah. hamster wheel and then you know 12 weeks a uh, 12 week program then it comes back super buff and yeah. then just pounds the, the winning yeah. hamster down <laughs> no more sun sunflower seeds for me <laughs> I need some gains wax on give me a wax salt on. stick <laughs> <laughs> okay. But there are no Rocky stories? No, not in this article. Oh, this article shit. is from the real world. I, I, I smell uh, Speckbottle uh, dumbfounded 
material right there. But so making a rainbow hamster. Yeah, yeah they exactly. could, could be cool to like breed the best fighting hamster. You said they couldn't, they couldn't fight, oh. but you just breed a motherfucker that could just yes fight out a hamster. Exactly, yeah. it's like having a uh, the Eminem uh, Fight Club or Eminem uh, Arena. Have you tried that? Eminem. What? M and M. Okay. No. So why we have two M and M's, and then you push on them at the right at the same time. What? Then the first one that breaks is the loser, and then you keep going until you found the best M and M in the entire bag. That's the one that didn't break at the end. Ah. That's your winner. That's what you do with hamsters as well, right? So you. I was so fat as a child. I just ate all. You pin you pin two hamsters against against each other, and then one hamster beats the other one. And then the winning hamster gets to breed with another one or just keep going and divide. Okay, yeah, so take yeah, two hamsters fight. and squeeze them. And the one that <laughs> explodes <laughs> the first <laughs> loses. And then you just keep on going until there are no more hamsters in the, at the pet shop. So. <laughs> 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 but they, okay. So this is, the, this is the hamster fight tournament. A group of male Syrian hamsters were raised to adulthood at Cornell University. A hamster arena was built in polycarbonate, measuring 16 times 16, sorry, 60 times 60 centimeters. And they made sure, the researchers, that the walls were low enough for the hamsters to be able to escape. Oh, sorry. Uh, that, that's like a soccer field, or what? Yeah, uh, in hamster rect- size. Uh, rectangle, yeah. Yeah. So they made walls that was low enough for the hamsters to escape. Huh. Because they say it's not realistic to have them in an environment where they can't escape. That wouldn't occur in nature. Like a boxing ring. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, like a boxing ring. Exactly. Mm. So 27 of these hamsters were selected. Half of these were trained as gladiators. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and they call a gladiator a stimulus male in the, yes. in the paper. That's what, that's what gladiators should be called. Stimulus, stimulus males. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But is, isn't gladiator the old... Um, uh, a Latin word for stimulus, mate. Oh, it might be. Oh, yeah. So it is called that, yeah, just in a cool way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And these gladiators, they were made by having them fight a month prior to the tournament, and then they selected all the winners and kept them. So they knew these were winners on on beforehand. Yeah. Oh. The second half of the hamsters had no previous fighting experience. <laughs> the tournament was held over three days. So they took hamsters in their adolescence and just uh, throw them in. It's like into the gladiator. Naive up. The tournament was held over three days. Uh, Each hamster had to fight the same opponent three times a day. Uh, the next day, it would be uh, paired with another opponent, opponent, and a new one on the third day. Mm-hmm. The researchers made sure that the opponents were age and weight matched. Boom. It is boxing. It yeah. is exactly boxing. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know. They don't state exactly why they train these gladiators, because it doesn't seem like they keep track of whether or not the gladiators um, win the tournament or not. But mm-hmm. I think it's because they wanted to make sure that at least one of the hamsters wanted to fight when they introduced <laughs> yeah, them yeah. to each other. So if they had adolescent hamsters that had never fought before, I think they would risk that they didn't fight immediately. Yeah. yeah. So I think the stimulus males are there to stimulate the fight. (laughs) (laughs) And they describe the events of the first day of the tournament. In the first trial, males approached each other, investigated each other for a few seconds, and then started fighting. Fights are short in most cases, and one of the animals 
The loser starts attempting to flee the arena while being chased by the winner. Later trials with the same two animals are shorter than the first trial, and in most cases the loser fled the arena without fighting or sniffing the winner, as he apparently recognized him. Uh, afterwards. Yeah, like so the, uh, so the loser started recognizing yeah, yeah. the winner in the two other fights and just fled immediately. Yeah. Some of the battles were also ties, which means that neither of the two males had fled after four minutes. And then they had to break them up, and then the researcher ch- choose which one they thought was the one. No, 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 Hamtaro, stop, stop, yeah. stop. Get <laughs> away from each other. Get away from each other. <laughs> he has, he's had enough. Stop. <laughs> Throw in the towel. Let me get him. <laughs> I want to get him. Get him, let me back in. <laughs> I'm going to kill him. <laughs> oh, I'll break his neck. I'm gumskin. <laughs> okay. This ended up with 240. 43 matches with only four of them ending in ties. So this was 200... What? So they had data from all these more than 240 hamster fights and then they started to answer the question are hamsters sole losers? And the question turned out to be yes. <laughs> the answer turned out to be yes. So yes. There's no no hamster that's like get back on that horse. Or, nope. No, nope. Yeah, I'm a loser. So, so if if the hamsters had yeah. experienced uh, losing the first day of the tournament, they would start fleeing much faster on the following days. Yeah. Damn! But the funny thing is that the they didn't flee faster the third day compared to the second day. So it was only after they identified as being a loser for the first time that they started fleeing faster. Mm. So being a loser the second time didn't like uh, what is what's called um, influence them that much. And then they like. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. not like they keep being beat down. It's not no, like it's like a horse while it's down. No, it's just like they adopted the loser mentality, and then from then on, they just acted like losers. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they, they they know their place. Mm. Did you say uh, if there was any difference between the losing hamsters if they were in a fight with another hamster, not the winning one, but a different ham- hamster? Yeah, yeah. So this on the second day they yeah. were introduced to a new. Oh, that's to a new hamster. Yeah. Okay. And on the third day as well, a third hamster. Did they not want to fight those? No, they 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 did fight, but they fled much faster. Ah, okay. Boom. Whoa. So the first day was that their first ever fight? Yeah, half of them. Damn. Those that okay. weren't trained stimulus males. So they like they can sniff a winner, like. <laughs> yeah. No if chance. if they if <laughs> they had lost uh, the previous day, they would okay. start. Act, they would flee faster from the new male. Do hamsters have alpha males? Apparently. No, I mean, in some animals you have alpha males, right? I, I, but I think that's kind of... I don't. I wouldn't say it's a, it's a myth, but I think like wolves, it has been disproven. Yeah, but in mm. uh, baboons, as we had last week, mm. baboons have alpha males. Ah. Right? One male that's, mm. uh, you know, that has the, Dominant. the dominance mm. over the entire group. Yeah. Also the males and the females. I, I think male hamsters don't accept other male hamsters but, but okay do, do they yeah so hamsters they do not live in groups i think they eat each other's offspring and kill uh, each other and shit i don't th- i think they're i am I'm, I'm not sure actually so typical vertebrates yeah <laughs> 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 fucking vertebrates <Yeah. laughs> it's like chickens yeah. you know, that can only be one <laughs> it's crook beak <laughs> oh poor crook beak i think they maybe can live together if, if there's no female to compete mm. No, 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 they can't. Uh, you can't have a hamster or two male hamsters in a, a, a 
what a cage by themselves either. Hmm. They'll kill each other and eat each other. But no, that's isn't that the typical human too? Like you can uh, you can um, how do you cooperate uh, only males, but as soon there comes an attractive woman, then you start to take the risks. Then so you, you d- then you want to be seen. Uh, yeah. So you're saying uh, uh, so. The quality of dumbfound would be but be much higher if we had a female host also, yeah. but we had much more fighting. Yeah, because we would compete over her. Yeah. yeah, maybe, but we are all also in a relationship, and you know the human species is monogamous. Is it? Well, Mark? is it Mark? Is it? Well, so you you say to me you have no fantasies over other women. Is that the same as being monogamous? Or okay. I mean, is that a defining term? I don't know. I don't know. That you can't you can't fantasize about anything. Yeah. What if I'm in a monogamous relationship with a female and I really like computer screens? You can only mm-hmm. fantasize about other men if you're in a relationship with a woman. What if it's uh, a trap male? A trap male. <laughs> Have you seen traps? A trap's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Is it all right then? What? Can I fantasize about him then? Yes. Okay, so if he's a male dressed as a female and you can't really tell the difference, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, is that a trap male? Is That's that a trap male, yeah. yeah. That's the, if, uh, I think they're Japanese usually, mm. or Korean. Or you should just, um, just have, a, have a save the male fantasy, so as soon as you start to fantasy or fantasize over another woman, you just pick him from. Ah, yeah, you just you find a yeah, male find, in yeah. the, from the back of your head, yeah, yeah. and you say, "Oh fuck, I want to think about Ken instead." Yeah, you can. Oh, yeah. Ken. Oh wait, I have a question. Yeah. For our animal lovers out there, is this animal cruelty? No. No. Well, for two hundred and forty-three fights between hamsters, and a lot of them are losing, and they feel bad. How is it not animal cruelty? Because it's hamsters. <laughs> that, oh. They're little assholes. <laughs> What? <laughs> but they don't get hurt, right? That's what you said. Yeah, they just stumble into each other and hamster fight and then part ways. Fuck, that's mm-hmm. insane. That's why they're so great test animals, because they're so bad at the fighting, <laughs> but they do it all the time. <laughs> it's just like yeah. kindergarten. They didn't test the actual chemistry of the brain in this one, but it did alter their behavior to lose mm. a fight. Mm. But, and they, but they only tested, like, right after. I don't know. They should but maybe... T- Maybe if Jordan Peterson should start using Syrian hamsters as an example, they should make make more research into mm. this. No, I think okay, yeah. Before he does that, they have to show some Rocky Balboa stories. Tell us something about yourself. I also have feelings. Hepatitis B. Yeah. <laughs> and hepatitis B. Is it a sad story we're about to hear? I feel a sad This is a sad story, actually. I feel a sad mood coming up. It is a I need to be a bit more sad. Uh, I told you I, I will uh, talk about snakes because they found a new snake. And uh, but uh, <laughs> the only thing I don't know about snake, or the only thing I do know about snake, is that you cannot trust them. That's so sad, Robin. So are you alright? <laughs> so if you are an or to any uh, ophiophile out there, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, w- I will not sell a snake story as good as you. So, what? but <laughs> never take an apple from a snake. <laughs> no, no. Oh, if if the snakes ask, you can. You're <laughs> allowed. But so, so um, here I will talk about when you find, uh, when you found a new, a whole new species. Uh, how do you prove that it's uh, a new one, and uh, how do you classify it? 
Mm. Do you know that? You take uh, your Pokedex up from your pocket and you yes. scan it. So <laughs> that's right, Fleming. <laughs> exactly right, and it tells you this is a snake. It's it has a very sad childhood. It's ven- it's venom type. <laughs> type. <laughs> it has 40 HP <laughs> and bite <laughs> and bite. It I knows bite and and swallow and swallow. Oh. It's called Ikas. 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 Ikna. Ah, Arsen. It's uh, always. Uh, have you forgotten what it's called? The Arkas. It's Ekans. What's the Snake other one? Snake backwards. It's Ekans. Oh yeah. It's Arbok. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Fleming. Oh god. You suck. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you are. I'm just looking the other way. Yeah, do that, please. Then it doesn't hurt. So this story That's also the viper, you know. So this story begins in uh, in uh, America, or the United States of America. America. So some uh, some American field field biologist went to the Mexican highlands. It's in a, like tropical environment. They went there to collect some snakes, and apparently they had to know, um, or they had they came to know uh, these some small communities. Uh, in the middle of uh, the Mexican nowhere, so uh, when you collect snakes in their way, they they the whole village helped them to collect these snakes while they were over. What? Yeah. So I don't know. That's what they say. They're fucking experts at collecting snakes. Those guys. I've seen the videos with uh, people from snake countries. Yeah. That's racist. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> kind of. Fair <laughs> enough. But I mean, is it racist that you're good at microbiology because you're a microbiologist? Yes. In any case, they, have mm. you seen how they grab the snakes and just don't care, right? Huh. There are videos of a guy who's uh, in a snake pit and he's just rocking around and I don't know what he's doing, but at some point a snake is biting out of them. Then he just turns around and hits it on the head. Fucking <laughs> 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 insane. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I don't understand how uh, I wouldn't do it. Like, uh, it's because there's so many what's it, venomous snakes. Mm. Is that mm. But apparently these guys they they were good at it, so I think that's why they helped. And what wouldn't you do for science if you had a chance? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so one day this um, uh, one day, while harvesting his tropical palms, harvesting palm oil, and uh, this farmer collected a snake. This snake is name is the Microsus nigrocinctus. Yes, that's a good name. I yeah, think. Or, or a strong name. Yeah, like a bear. Or, or more commonly, commonly known as the Central American coral snake. Is that the right huh? way to say it? Sounds yeah. like it. Coral. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's, yeah. let's. It's a. It is a striped snake uh, uh, with the colors of the Australian Indigenous Peoples flag. Mm. So it's black, yellow, and red. Pretty much the same uh, as, as Germany. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this snake, uh, this snake had uh, has had eaten another snake. So. So the farmer found a snake to have eaten a smaller snake, and uh, this snake that had been eaten has never been seen before. Bam, bam, bam. So they discovered a new species of snake mm-hmm. inside the stomach of another snake. Boom. That's like a Russian doll. Maybe yeah. it's it's its natural habitat, <laughs> living <laughs> inside other snakes. That's why it's never been observed before. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Because... Because then they, they they so they preserved it as it was inside the other snake, <laughs> and okay. then uh, and then they went back to the Mexican highlands to find a, a live one, uh, because in the stomach the, of another yeah, snake. Because the one they found in the uh, in the other snake's stomach was dead. Oh, yeah. But so the live one was that also in the stomach? A snake's stomach? It was in the stomach of uh, an elephant. 
No, it's no, it's is it yeah. a tapeworm? <laughs> yeah, it I think it might be a tapeworm instead. Do you think snakes can get tapeworms? What's oh yeah, yeah the smaller uh, in the. In I think it get long. They can get as long as a cricket field. Do you think uh, tapeworms can get tapeworms? That's a fucking good question. Maybe. They why can a parasite get a parasite? I don't know. There have to be a parasites for parasites. There must be. There are virus for virus, right? There yeah. are. Yeah. What? No, that can't be. That can't be right. A virus for viruses? There's uh, no. What was it? That the, can't be right. No, it was a vi- virus for a parasite, right? Mm. Yeah, that what Nikolai sense. talked about. And also viruses for bacteria. But maybe there's a virus that only lives in bacteria that are infected by another virus. My head, hurt, my head hurts. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Let's find out. But they actually. So they actually found a live snake that wasn't in the stomach of anything. No, they didn't. They they were, so they went back and forth from America to Mexico for 40 years because they really want to... They 40 they, years? They, want 40? To, they wanted to write this paper that they found a new species. Was it Moses? No, not that. So for so 40 <laughs> years they had this uh, snake in a snake and they wanted to find it a live one at this in the same area. But not a sign of a live snake. So that at last they decided to characterize it uh, even though it was dead. So maybe it was the last one of its species. Yeah, maybe. It's, it went extinct <laughs> so on that day. Is that human's fault? Is it? Fuck the snakes. <laughs> it's like global warming. Well, the weather yeah. is fine right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, luckily, uh, 40 years ago, they injected enough, uh, they say, formalin or formalin mm-hmm. inside a bigger snake so that the digestion of the smaller snakes stopped. So and and then of course they uh, they put it in ethanol. So the point is that the uh, that the the big snake it stopped digesting the small snake. Oh, That's good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very <laughs> smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we preserve this? Nah. Uh, maybe. Maybe. So so now how how do they char- characterize it? So so they what they first did I think uh, they start to study the scale pattern of the new snake, both over and under it. And that's easy enough, I guess. Uh, then they um, then they need to study the hemipins. I don't know if I guess. hemipins. Yeah, that's because snakes or reptiles they don't have a penis. <coughs> they have a pair of hemipins. What? They have two penises. Yeah, Can and yeah. Uh, that is that aren't and penises? not penises. It's called like uh, it's an organ, an external organ. But it's, uh, it's not a penis. It's an external <laughs> organ. What are no, you talking no, about? Is that it, it is, it is a penis. Like? <laughs> it, it is a penis. But uh, you gotta stop now. How do you spell that? Do you yeah. have an internal penis? H e m e p e n e s. I think. Hem e- I, what? Hem hem uh, hem. What? I can't find it. H e m e penis. 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 Uh, try because it. it's something I think one hemi penis 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 and the two uh, hemi penis uh, I don't know. Are oh. you serial? That's a re- uh. that's a is <laughs> it called a hemi penis then? Yeah, but they come in pairs. <laughs> they come in pairs. <laughs> okay, if you search this on Google, you find. Don't do that. That's just not, <laughs> that's not a good idea. But you know, uh, Google always do this. People yeah. do. People also ask, and one of them are, how do snakes have sexually? Yeah. Like, uh, Fleming, how do snakes have sexually? Hemi. <laughs> hemi, hemi. They, hemi. They have sexually hemi. Hemi, hemi. Do the s- female snakes have two? No, that's... Okay, so in... Uh, I'll come to that. So okay, okay. They want to study the this uh, this uh, hemi penis. Let's say penis. 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 Okay. Penis. Penis. 
Ja, yeah, okay. And and in when you're a file biologist, if and you walk uh, in the jungle, uh, and then you just pick up a snake and you kind of massage it uh, around this no. area until it get an erection, and then you can see, huh? It is a male. That is also not true. It is. It I is. do not believe you. And but S- if, so you if, if nothing snake? happens, then they say, huh? It's a female. Okay. But maybe if it maybe it's not turned on by scientists. No, that's and that's uh, they said sometimes it could be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the perfect way to say. Well, seriously, I so I looked up this hemipenis just uh, now, uh, and they have barbs on them. Yeah, like barbed wire. It it looks like uh, you know if you're a glass blower and you want to do art, you put this. Uh, doesn't look like it's a sort of. I mean, it uh, just looks like spikes. No. So when you rub the penis of a snake, you're gonna get spikes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe it will attach to. But that's the that's the thing. That's why they want to. That's why they want to study the hemi penis for the or hemi penis for the, oh, because uh, <laughs> because. Um, because they're so different between the, the species or between the different snakes. Mm. So then you can uh, uh, differentiate them. But so they're characterized by yeah, the penis. Yeah, b- uh, among other things, yes. But that was, in this uh, in this case, was very important. So the problem is that this snake uh, is uh, half digested and dead. So <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't m- massage it, give it massage. <laughs> Did they <So> try? <laughs> <laughs> And and they and they are still <laughs> hidden underneath uh, the scales. Oh, what's so wrong, honey? Are you stressed <laughs> out or something? <laughs> it's okay. It's not embarrassing. It happens to everyone sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Just <But> relax. <laughs> <laughs> so what they did instead, they took the injected uh, uh, heated uh, petroleum gel into the organ oh, until sh- it got full erection. That sounds like a heavy metal album. Uh, but the, the <laughs> <laughs> penis uh, petrol erection. Yeah. <laughs> but the, but they were <laughs> 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 with barbed wire. <laughs> Hemipenis petrol erection. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh, oh god. <laughs> but they, but they, not too much. So they had to be careful because if they did it too much, it will all burst. No, would it blow up? <laughs> yeah. Oh my no. god, that's so, even better. Uh, did they try that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I That's the album cover. <laughs> I think they. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they they did succeed. So they, and and in this paper, it was uh, very important uh, that they could study the hemp penis because it was different. Uh, uh, I'd say a different one. Maybe and it looked new, different because kind. it was 40 years old and yeah, half digested and full of petroleum. <laughs> maybe. Just maybe. <laughs> I don't know what your penis looks like when it's been in, in ethanol for 40 years and it's full of petrol and digested. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so they so they check the scales. They uh, they want to study the the penis or the hemipenis uh, and uh, what can you do more? Well, you can do a computer tomography scan or a tomography scan. Tomography scan. How do you say it? Depends on how it's spelled. Uh, tomography. Yeah. Tomography. Uh, yeah. Tomo- tomography. That's yeah. it. Yeah. A computer uh, tomography scan, and uh, tomography simply means that you can take pictures in sections, mm. like uh, virtual yeah, vir- yeah, yeah vir- virtual slices. So, 
in that you can uh, then you can get like a 3 day picture of the whole bone structure of the snake so <coughs> they d- they did a what you call a an osteolo- osteological study so instead of dissecting it they just scanned it and uh, and this uh, required um, for the dead snake to lie completely still and straight <laughs> it's <So> was that <laughs> difficult <I don't> know. <laughs> so therefore with some uh, foam and uh, i don't know maybe small plastic sticks they they uh, <laughs> they stitch it up like gulliver in lilliput mm. so and then they scanned it and they got some nice sliced pictures uh, of its uh, bone i don't, i don't think it's bone they don't have bone snakes they have something else uh, uh they don't this, they're not vertebrates uh they don't do, is it bone? Do you wait, call wait, it wait, bone? Wait, 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 wait. Snakes are vertebrates. No, have a backbone. No, but really? So if you, so, so, yeah. if oh. you ever want oh. to discover a new species of animal, you just have to make another animal eat a known animal, and then have it be digested for forty years, and then you can just say it's, it's not a half yeah. digested animal; it's a new one. It's yeah. a new one. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, snakes have between two hundred and four hundred vertebrae, Ooh. with just as many ribs. Damn. Okay. That's okay. Then the it's its bone structure. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, and then they could, uh, then they could compare these bone structures and how they how they look with other snakes. And finally, they hired a, they they hired an artist uh, that from out from all these findings, uh, he could uh, paint and reconstruct the snake uh, how it would look like if it was still alive in nature. And for example, some clues you can get from these scans and. Uh, and as a snake, uh, how to say, uh, scientist, know a lot of snakes. It can be, for for example, because they found that the snake had round eyes, and not like ellipse-formed eyes. They they could be pretty sure that the snake is a snake that lives underground, and only gets up uh, on when it's dark outside. Oh. And that may also explain why they haven't found anyone yet. And do do you know what you call if you only if there's only one one species like you can only one one of them one member of a species no yes the only as a, they call it um i don't know this they call it holotype yeah do you know wait i mean no when what the holotype is not the yeah. one specimen that defines the species I think the I mean if there's only one specimen in the yeah, species yeah. then of course that would be the holotype. But it's it's the, like okay, so holotype is uh, the one they use to to define it. It's like uh, if they discover a, a, a fossil of a of a hominid that is uh, really well preserved yeah. and all the bones are there they will yeah. call it the holotype I think because that's the one they use to identify the other fossils. Ah uh, okay yeah yeah. But so that make okay that make better sense. Sense. I'm not sh- I'm not yeah. sure. I'll check. Uh. Holotype. Uh, just to make sure. We're looking up a lot today. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. A like single type a specimen upon which the description and name of a new species is based. Mm. Okay, then I'm, uh, I was a bit confused. Yes. So it's the founding father of the species. Mm. So the, yeah, so they used this one as a holotype, mm. even though it was dead. Yeah, boom. So... So they did not only find a new species, uh, they, they did also find a whole new, you say genus? genus? Yeah, genus. Yeah, genus. And then they call it, you know what they call it? The new species? Snake? 
Oh, you're so close. Petrol <laughs> penis. Is that right? Nah. It's a viper. They call it Senaspis Enigma, which basically means uh, dinner snake. <laughs> That's <laughs> a fucking name of a Pokemon if I've ever heard one. <laughs> Do you want some dinner snake, honey? Um, and I mentioned I'm not a snake expert, but fortunately, snake expert, yeah, snake expert. But fortunately, I succeeded to uh, to get in contact uh, with a self-proclaimed snake expert. I think uh, an uh, environmentalist. So let's hear what um, what he had to say about snakes. His name is uh, Vladivostoky Pietri. We've talked with him before, haven't we? I mean, yeah, yeah. he's, he's not a snake expert, is he? Is Isn't he like a geologist? Or he something? knew a lot about animals. It sounded. Like. He I told, think he's a he ge- geologist. No, no, no. It was environmental uh, biologist. He, he told me he knew a lot of snakes when I. He he is from Albania, Albania though. Uh, yeah. Why we? Uh, Isn't he the guy with the rocks? I, I think know. so. Was he? Well, yeah. oh. Why don't you like him? No, no, no. I, I just think he's a geologist. I'm pretty sure he's a geologist. Yeah. I okay. just think he's lying about the biology thing. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking shitty expert. <laughs> so, uh, where were we? Vladivostoky? Vladivostoky. Hello, this is Vladivostoky. Hi, uh, Vladivostoky. Do, do you remember we had an, an arrangement? It's uh, from the from the Dumbfounded podcast. The... Don't found a podcast. Yes. Ooh. We spoke uh, through mail. We had a mail correspondence. No? What's your name? Uh, oh, my name is uh, my name is Robin from uh, from the Dumbfounded podcast. And we talked know. about dogs peeing a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, that's Fleming. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. I remember Fleming. Yeah. yeah. Who can forget? So, but first of all, I want to. Uh, I want to thank you for giving uh, some of your precious time to this podcast. Uh, we, we we really appreciate that, and uh, we and our yeah we and our listeners are very happy to have you on. And I explained to you in the email, uh, Vladivostoky, that we have some questions about this article we've read. Do you have a uh, time to answering them now, or? Yes, Vladivostoky, very busy usually, uh, but I have time today. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Ah, thank you. Uh, Okay, but because we could wait. No, no, I, no. I was I was walking with uh, my my rock, Flutura. Flutura. Mm. Yes, it's a it's a nice day outside, sunny. Is it sunny in in Albania? It's sunny in Albania. Ah. Boom. It's uh, it's not sunny in Denmark. I tell you that. But okay, I have the first question here, Vladivostoky. Uh, obviously. Snakes are better to find snakes than field biologists. Have there ever been considerations hiring snakes instead of field biologists? Ah, snakes. Vladivostoky knows much about snakes. Snakes are objective in nature, not like humans with feelings and emotions. Snakes make very good field biologists. A colleague of Vladivostoky was a snake, but only captured mice. Vladivostoky has pet rock, Flutura. You know this. Flutura is perfect biologist. No feelings, good observational skills, no bias. Very good. Once found bigger luck. Made Vladivostoky very happy. So, 
can uh, Flutura, uh, your 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 rock uh, find uh, find snakes? Yeah, Flutura, very good at finding snakes. Oh. And rocks. Huh. But so, would you rather use a rock than a snake to find a snake? Uh, it's, it's about the same. It's about the same. How, how did you find Flutura to begin with? Vladivostok not find Flutura. Flutura come to Vladivostok. We are, how to say, soulmates. Soul. It's a beautiful story. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <clears throat> okay. In a, I have another question for you. Uh, can Can you hear me? Yes, I hear. Yeah. Uh, in In Norse uh, mythology, the the Midgard serpent grows so large that it surrounded the earth and grabbed its own tail. Do you think that this snake eater thought it was its his own tail? Vladivostok not know Norse myth. Mit- how you say? Norse Norse mi- m- mythology. Yes. What do you say? Vladivostok not know that too well. But uh, snakes, yes, snakes, like most animals, are very stupid. They know not what is themselves and what is other things. They also do not care. Uh, you you said snake eat uh, its own tail? Yes, yes. Yes, it's it's stupid snake. But all snakes stupid. So good. Animals do three things. Stupid animals, all of them. Eat, shit, sleep. Snakes do all three at the same time. Very efficient. Whoa. If animals necessary, but Adiflosky thinks snakes could be preferable. Vladivostok should investigate this. Are you, are you serious? You you really like to investigate in snakes? Vladivostok always serious. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, before we end this this uh, this expensive call, uh, uh, <laughs> I have a last. <laughs> Okay, before we before we end this expensive call, uh, uh, I have a l- one last question for you, Vladu. <laughs> Is it okay I call you Vladu? No, Vladivostok called Vladivostok. Okay, Vladivostok. Do you have I'm a sorry. title? I'm sorry, should we call you doctor or professor or something? Yes, Vladivostok is Count. Count Vladivostok Pietrie. Piet- oh, so I thought you were a scientist. Counts can be scientists. Oh, okay, I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> okay, t- back to the... Fleming K, please. Back to the last question. Uh, on 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 live snakes, one can give them massage un- until their penis erect and reveal itself. Can you please explain that further, Vladivostoky? What what is um, what is exactly the technique? Ah yes, Vladivostoky knows very well. Vladivostoky, home country Albania. This technique is used before cooking snakes. Penis is actually smaller snake in hiding. More meat. Vladivostok's oh. nurse very happy. She have plenty meat for entire family with extra small snake. What she do was rub hands with pig fat. Pig's no good for much else anyway. Then she start with her thumb and her index finger. Wiggle the small snake. The snake snake. Little willy. Then small snake emerge. Pop. Like rock in a box. Then she grab it hard with hand, like how she handle Baba. And then chop off a small snake and into soup. Oh, but, but but uh, these the scientists in this article, Vladivostok, uh, they 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 couldn't do it while the snake was dead. Could could you do that? If you use that technique, would it would it work on a dead snake? Certainly, certainly. Huh. Uh, this article you refer to, yes, which is it? It's the um, wait a minute. 
It's the Cardals and the Kalesis. The curious case of consumed sheep and colloid. Vladivlosky has read that. Vladivlosky think scientists in that paper very stupid. Oh, why is that? Vladivlosky think maybe they couldn't. Uh, maybe the snake was different because it was digested, 40 years old, and was filled with petro- petroleum. Oh, that's uh, that's what uh, something Fleming said. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. Good. I said the same thing. Mm, good mm. call. Fleming sounds very smart. Maybe we should trust him. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, I think Fleming gets allergic here. So um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I think it would sound very smart too. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Vladivlosky, yeah. for your time. Uh, and uh, maybe we we'll hear for you from you again. Uh, and say yeah. hello to uh, Fatula from us. Yeah, say hello to to your rock. Vladivlosky's rock called Flutura, not Flutura. You 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 pronounce. Vladivlosky's rock name correct. Flutura. Flutura. Oh, sorry, sorry. Close enough. Count. Thank you for having me. I've got a classic, guys. So this is the paper of all papers of weird science. This is made by a guy. He's called uh, Viktor Mayorochow. I think so. I don't know pronunciations. Uh, he's from Germany. And he is, I think I calculated to be 82 years old. Maybe it's old, but still active in science. What isn't that insane? But he made a paper in two thousand two thousand and three called uh, "Penguin Poop." Oh wait, huh? I was just about to say my title. It's called "Pressures Produced When Penqu- Penguins Poo." Oh, that's a famous calculations one. on avian defecation. It's like it's a famous one. It's actually yeah. sent to us by quite a few people. I think that that was one of the articles that made us start the podcast yeah, to begin I think with. So. Yeah, yeah, and we we haven't read it. And well, we I have. No, yeah, me yeah. too. But it's okay. not, never been on the podcast. No, no, no. It ah, okay. I mean, this is a first, and it's a real classic, so you're in for a treat here. Cool. So, in uh, 1993, Doctor of Science Victor Benno Meyer Rochow, or whatever he's called, led the very first Jamaican and Arctic expe- expedition to the Arctic. And during his trip and his team's trip, they observed two species of penguins. I think they observed more things, but he wasn't really specific on that. So they they observed the chin strap and the Adelie, I think it's called. Two different kinds of penguins. Yeah, the chin strap is the one that has a small uh, black uh, line at the chin. That's why it's called that. Uh, it's, the, it's a neckbeard penguin. Yeah, almost, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember how the Adelie looks. It's a penguin, right? Mm. They're medium-sized. And then they took a lot of photos of these penguins and of their nests. And <laughs> these photos were complete with decorations of the nests. How how big is a penguin? You say medium size, but is a medium size is that one eighty tall? Yeah. Okay. I I don't know. Yeah. I remember. I think, I think it's larger than a chicken. It is yeah. sixty centimeters. Okay. I have a figure here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's sixty centimeters. Okay. Tall. All right. So. Yeah, these uh, decorations of penguins' nests aren't necessarily what one would expect. And then later on, when uh, these guys went to Japan with a slideshow from this expedition, yeah, so they were asked by a student how exactly these polar birds are able to produce such pretty nests. Eh. So I don't know if you get what the decorations are already. Poop. Stone. Poop. Okay. It's poop. Poop. How do you decorate your (laughs) nest? (laughs) (laughs) So these penguins have a nest, and uh, in lines out from the nest, you have streaks of poop, Eh. white lines of poop. And... uh, they called this decorations in the slideshow, and the student thought it was decorations. 
and she asked them, how do they decorate it? How do penguins decorate the nest? They stand up, walk to the edge of the nest, turn around, bend over, and fire. <laughs> fire. And this is how the team got the idea to calculate the pressures produced when penguins poo. So this article doesn't cover an experiment per se. It um, it employs a set of physical models that is originally intended for fluids. Um, and then they try to apply this to the event of a penguin shitting. Yeah. So according to the article, it's it's not you're not allowed to come closer than five meters to a penguin unless you're in possession of a special permit. All right. So instead, luckily... This expedition produced a lot of high-quality pictures. And some of these pictures were, as they call it, spot-on. And that's <laughs> the exact wording in the article. <sighs> yes, on the spot, as you say. So yeah. they were directly on the asshole as they were shitting. It's perfect. It's a perfect picture. No. Oh, God. Is that how they... Uh, and that's me- how they measured it, because uh, they knew the size of the penguins, right? It's yeah. the feces fountain. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. And they knew, they, they knew, apparently, they had some sort of sizing in the in the picture, so they were able to find a lot of information from this. And apparently, um, the they could determine the shooting distances, which were 40 centimeters in average, uh, plus minus 12. They could uh, determine the opening diameter, and yeah. yes, that is the diameter of the butthole when it's firing, yeah. That was uh, eight millimeters, in average, <laughs> and oh, then they could only. Th- oh, that's uh, a very small millimeters? butthole. I expect. I mean, from more. a penguin. But that's because I they want to shit long, right? It's no. fluid dynamics. Yeah, they yeah. need, they need it to, for the pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. And then they could uh, <laughs> they could determine the ground elevation because when they go to the edge of the nest, yeah. they're usually placed on rocks that are a bit higher than the ground, yeah. and the ground elevation was approximately twenty centimeters. Okay. They know what they're doing. They know exactly yeah. what they're doing. So they start out, Meyer and his uh, colleague, the only two people actually, start out by calculating the velocity of this bullet at the time of firing. All of this is in uh, air quotes, by the way. Eight millimeters. In my notes, at least. And they figured out the velocity was two meters per second. And this is approximately seven kilometers per hour. That's oh. 4.5 miles per hour. If we have any imperial listeners. Mm. And you might recognize that as a brisk strolling pace. I mean, that's my pace when I walk down the, the hall. Mm-hmm. So Penguin, when it fires, has the, the, the bullet has the same velocity as me walking. As one step. Well, I mean, walking continuously. Okay, yeah. It's a velocity. But when you take one step, the Penguin's shit is already in front of you. So it's actually yeah. like slow motion almost. Mm. Yeah, almost, yeah. You can mm. follow uh, mm. a Penguin shit. <laughs> He's a walker <laughs> beside it. Like. So if you want to catch it... <laughs> No. So no. maybe if if they are shitting at you, you can get away in time. Maybe you can. Yeah. Mm. I think you can <laughs> dodge the bullet if your action time is uh, fast yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Then they determined the volume of the shit. That's uh, about uh, two hundred milliliters. It's quite a bit. That's a glass of milk, usually. <laughs> Out of an eight millimeter yeah, yeah. hole. Is <laughs> <laughs> is it the their whole colony would not be eight millimeters in diameters? The whole would colony? Colon, 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 colon. colon oh, I don't. Colon. I isn't don't know. eight millimeters is like a straw, isn't it? From a milk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably. So, yeah. so there would be like a bottleneck effect. Uh, what? What? I think so, but that might oh, also how, be. Oh, they don't. Do they have colons? Yeah, they have yeah, of course they, they do. do. I mean, but, but that might. Oh yeah, but that's actually like a cloak. Yeah, 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 because that cloak, um, yeah, the the end part of it is a straight line. 
instead ah. of ours, which is twisted and turned. Yeah, they yeah. Are, theirs is a straight line. Do you think so, the male uh, penguins have like a firmer butthole because they don't lay eggs, and then the female w- females can't poop as far? They uh, didn't because they've been because they gave birth. Yeah, to <laughs> eggs. I don't know. They didn't check that. I th- I think from a science like scientifically, it it should be so. But it's, is it like only male penguins that stay in the neck? In the next nest, nest? Yeah. Um, I th- so that depends on the species of penguin, right? So, yeah. what is it? Emperor penguins—that's the males standing by themselves in a big huddle, and yeah. then the females go to uh, collect food. Yeah, but I think these have nests, so I think it's yeah, it, male I, and female together. I think I don't know. Maybe I just had a like they—they they want to decorate their nest to impress the females. Yeah, but most penguins don't have nests before they they start brooding. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah because they live the most of their life in the, the water, actually. Oh, yeah. But do they actually shit in this way to decorate the nest, or is it just no, like no, coincidental? No. It's coincidental, yeah. completely. They also determine the time oh. to expel this shit. That's uh, 0.4 seconds, 0.4 seconds. Kind of fast, also. And then... After this, they were able to calculate the pressures. And when you're handling fluid calculation, you basically basically have two options. You can regard the fluid as an ideal non-viscous fluid or as a viscous fluid. So it's the approximation of the viscosity. That's what's important here. And viscosity, that's how thick a liquid is. Uh. Yeah, so a viscosity of zero, which was the first part, that's uh, more free-flowing than water. So when you have no viscosity... There's no resistance in flowing through a tube, for example. Mm. And, uh, for example, honey has a viscosity of uh, 10,000 CP. So that's 10 compared to zero. Um, That's Pascal seconds, I think. And water has one of uh, 0.001. Yeah, so honey is very, very thick flowing Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. water isn't. Yeah. So they start out by calculating with a viscosity of zero, which is sort of easy compared to the other one. And this first approximation, uh, they get a shooting pressure from the penguin of 4.6 kilopascals. That's also a 46 centimeter uh, water column. Okay, so it's 4.6 kilopascals. That's not. It's not very much. I mean, not not ex- an extreme amount. I mean, the the pressure in our blood vessels are higher mm. usually, so that's not too much. So they they. Kind of wanted they they th- thought okay let's try to discuss the thing that that has to be more, so in the second round of approximation, the team tried to determine the average viscosity of penguin feces, but they couldn't really. Why do you think they couldn't determine the viscosity of penguin feces? Because the yeah. penguins were within five meters. Yeah. Of the <laughs> okay, they could collect penguin feces. They could scrape it off afterwards. Okay, because yeah. it was frozen. No, but it's sort of around there. Yeah. Dried out? No, they had a lot of solid matters in it. Solid matter in it. Oh. A lot of, you know, cr- crustacean shell and uh, fish bones and stuff <laughs> that they don't digest. Ah. So when you try to measure the viscosity, how thick flowing it is, you know, you have a lot of solid stuff that just bundles up and clogs oh it up. Oh, God. Yeah. So imagine, do that. imagine shooting liquid poop out of your butthole, but every so often, yep. like a, a seashell yep. or rock or something comes yeah, up. Yeah, do you think... What if they eat a rock that's bigger than eight millimeters? They just build up pressure, and then at some point, it's a fucking bullet that's firing. You can fucking <laughs> shoot with a penguin. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. 
present okay. in the stomach. Oh. Yeah, so, but they do provide an estimate of this viscosity, and it's between glycol, that's an organic anti-freeze compound, and olive oil, and that's a household cooking remedy. <laughs> and from this... What's wrong? <laughs> Thank you for clarifying <laughs> what course. olive oil is. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Can you use it to give a, snake, a dead snake an erection <laughs> instead of petrol, maybe? <laughs> Never tried, have you? Maybe Vladislavski has. Okay, um... And from this, the pressures of the penguins' shootings were estimated to be between 10 and 60 kilopascals. And these are both equal to the lung pressure in a human trumpet player making staccato high notes and the pressure of a low-pressure spray paint gun. You can use a penguin to paint your house. (laughs) (laughs) Eat this paint. (laughs) (laughs) Eat it. You can use a fucking penguin to paint your house. <laughs> but, you know, don't use any paint other than white or black because otherwise you'll ruin the penguin. Why are you ruining it? Because it will change color. Change color. <laughs> no. Maybe it will turn into a flamingo. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> That's why they're so, like, long and thin because someone squeezed it too much. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. That's perfect. We're onto something. Yeah. It's a conspiracy. That's mm. insane. But the, f- the weird thing is the penguins don't spray when they shit. They produce, like, this thick line and it's intact all the way through all 200 millimeters are intact until it lets go it's like a bullet no no it's no. like a long string oh like like there's some children's clay no yeah uh, sort of sort oh of yeah god and this is a this is a classic of the Ig Nobel winners of course it's an Ig Nobel winner yeah so I think that's what I want, wanted to talk about that's the, my story of uh, penguins pooping. Thank how you for that story, Mark. How yeah. you can paint your house with penguins. How to yeah. paint your house with uh, penguins. Thank you for today. Really great articles. Do we have any conclusions? Should I conclude? I, I'm number one. I'll conclude first. Yeah. If you ever want to start cockfight club, do it with hamsters instead. Mm. They're much, uh, much easier. To and they don't die from it. Yeah, it's more humane. Yeah. And it's funnier. So, and uh, I conclude that if you... If you ever want to find a new species, it's always the last way, oh, last place you look. Like finding your keys. Yeah, like mm. finding your keys. Yeah, yeah and I think, uh, so I figured out that penguins are the perfect spray guns. Mm. And yeah, and remember to share us with your friends. That's the only way uh, people hear about us. Yes. Yeah, so please do. Yeah, yeah. Mouth we, to mouth. We need more people to listen to this podcast because it's, it's so good great. Joke. It's good podcast. <laughs> It's intellectual and it's funny and you should tell everyone about it. I agree. Yeah. We also have <laughs> free shipping, of course. We have some sort of discount on the webpage, on the uh, webshop from uh, March 6th to the 10th of March. Mm. And the uh, code is SHIP19 and it's, of course, free shipping. Damn. And we're having a... I, so I'm working on a new t-shirt design and it might be ready. Hopefully it will be till then. Nice. Yeah. And the t-shirts are still... Referring to the Danish episodes, but you should have them and be cool, even if you're listening to this only as I mean, yeah, English inside jokes. Yeah, Come on, yeah. Um, and remember to share articles with us, mm. and we appreciate fan mail. Thank you for all the fan mail we get. Yeah, <laughs> thank Chick- you. Yeah. Chicken videos. We, we, yeah, and we really, uh, uh, we have some international listeners. Like, yeah. I mean, that wrote to us. We didn't really know that. That's insane. It's re- re- It makes us happy. Yeah. It makes really. us love what we do. Thank yes. you. It means Thank a lot you. to us. Thank you. And uh, if you have any questions, you can also ask us questions and we will try to answer them in a, in as stupidly and scientifically as we can. Mm. Yeah. See you next time.
All right, don't forget to be stupid.